to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info. Hey, you just got Daryl rolling a solo tonight. But man, you know, The Atlanta Falcons are telling Julio Jones, we don't like you hanging out with Terrell Owens. We don't want you to hang out with Terrell Owens. He's not a good influence on you. I don't know if they said you're not a good influence, but they say they have some real not so good feelings about Terrell Owens and Julio Jones hanging out together. Well, I did a little bit of investigation into this, and so I checked it out, and Julio Jones and Terrell Owens are doing some some awesome workouts in the sand. Um, didn't really say where they were, but they're doing some really awesome workouts, and Julio is doing some, some real solid stop and goes. And as a matter of fact, T.O. shows that he still has some some workout skills himself. And he looked like he could still play. I don't think he ever will come back to the NFL. Says he's not going to the Hall of Fame uh, induction. But that's another story for another time. But let's get back to Julio Jones and the Atlanta Falcons. Well, Julio Jones and the Atlanta Falcons are going through a little tiff right now. Julio Jones is saying, hey, man. I am going to be making $11 million, 11 point, I think it's 11.4, something like that, for the next three years. Well, this year, he's going to be making $4.3 million. Well, his problem with the $14.3 million, take that back, $14.3 million this year. Julio's problem with the $14.3 million is that that's the eighth highest paid receiver in the NFL this year. And he is, and people that are ahead of him are Devontae Adams making 14.5. Well, hey, A.J. Green, um, Cincinnati Bengals, he's making $15 million this year. Jarvis Landry just signed with the Cleveland Browns, and he's going to be making $15.98 million. So he's making $16 million this year. Well, hey, how about um, um, Deontay Hopkins, Hopkins, Devontae Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins for the Houston Texans? He's going to make $16.2 million this year. Mike Evans for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is going to make 16.5. And and likely so, you know, um, the highest paid receiver in the NFL should probably be uh, Antonio Brown He's for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's making $17 million this year. Now, let's go back to Julio, who's way down the line at number eight at $14.3 million. Well, Julio, Julio, Julio Jones, let's, you know, we can, we can say that, hey, you know, he's not, he's not getting paid like he should be getting paid, but these guys constantly always do this and they sign these contracts for longer than what they should. And, and sometimes they sign these contracts thinking that they're going to be helping the team later on down the line. Well, Julio Jones signed, uh, he's already made $47 million on, on, in three years of his six-year contract. He still has three years left on this contract. It's going to pay him $34.4 million. All right. Well, that comes out to be 11 11.47 million, 11.5 million dollars for the next, say, 
three years. It's the next three years. And Julio is now saying, hey, man, you're looking at these other guys making all of this money, and now I'm making chump change compared to what these guys are making. You know, we're looking at um, we, we, we're looking at um, Deontay Hopkins making sixteen million dollars, and you're telling me that he's worth two million dollars more than I am. So now the Atlanta Falcons have to make him happy, you know, because he is the franchise. You know, Matt Ryan is nothing without Julio Jones, and who and the Atlanta Falcons have no no movement in their offense. Uh, without a healthy Julio Jones or without a productive Julio Jones or without Julio Jones being a big part of what they do. They build their offense around this guy, man. And we got to know that um, I think he's 29 years old now. He has the best years ahead of him, the best years of his career probably behind him. But the best years, um, maybe a couple more years, he could get some really, really good production. So I think the uh, Atlanta Falcons really have a decision to make. And if he's talking to T.O., hey, T.O. Is a, is, a, is a holdout king. You know, he'll make you trade him. That's, that was T.O., um, one of his M.O.s. Uh, he'll make you trade him. But Julio Jones, I don't think he wants that. I think he wants to be in Atlanta. I think, you know, Atlanta is a, is a black L.A., you know. Come on. You know, I think things are happening in Atlanta. He has a uh, he's he's a Southern guy. Went to Alabama. Uh, I couldn't really. I can't necessarily say I can't see him playing anywhere else. But I really think that we will see Julio Jones stay in Atlanta. He's probably gonna. He's already held out of one of the mini camps. Uh, we we'll probably see him hold out. And what we what's probably going to end up happening is that the Falcons are probably going to come up with some kind of contract for him that they're going to be able to say, hey, uh, here's here's a bunch of incentives, and if you think that that you're worth an additional two million dollars, and go out and make it, you know. And when we and 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 hey, Julio, he's a player. He don't there's no doubt about that. Um, he is he is a player and a, and a dynamic player at that, but what has but when when we look at some of the things that's going on with him, he missed a lot of games last year in the last couple of years with injuries in and out. Um, that's not the same that we can say about um, about Antonio Brown. This guy has been in the lineup. Mike Evans, same things. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, same thing. But when we look at Sammy Watkins. At sixteen million dollars, I really um, think um, um, Julio Jones has to be saying, "Hey, Sammy Watkins, you know this is a guy that's got traded to San Diego. San Diego spent a lot of money on him in the offseason to make him one of the highest paid players in the league, and he has had a lot of injuries, missed a lot of games throughout his entire career. So there's there's some." There's, there's some justification in what uh, Julio Julio Jones wants. Uh, will he get this? I th- I think he will. I, I really I really do think he will get the he'll get that something comparable to 16 million dollars. I think the Falcons will find a way to to come up with more money uh, for this super um, Pro Bowl player. Um, you know, come on. This guy took them to the Super Bowl two years ago. They didn't win. Uh, I think he did every all he did everything he could have could have done. Uh, he's been one of the most productive fantasy football players the last two years. Uh, so, no, since he came into the league. So, but I don't want to go into the um, to the fantasy thing too tough. But you know, since we we're talking about contracts and money, I really really like to talk about quarterbacks and contracts. And one of the reasons I love talking about quarterbacks and contracts is because these guys are the only players in the NFL that NFL owners act like they are justified in paying. And it really, it, 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 it doesn't make any sense to me, but quarterbacks are the only players they act like they're justified in paying. And where would Matt Ryan be if... Julio Jones didn't have the kind of production he's had in his in his career, excuse me. But when we look at at quarterbacks that get paid, um, 
Seattle Seahawks are going to pay Russell Wilson $22 million this year. Aaron Rodgers for the um, Green Bay Packers, he's going to make $22 million this year. The Ravens are going to pay Flacco $22.1 million this year. And the Redskins, who just acquired Alex Smith, are going to pay um, are going to pay him twenty three and a half million dollars. Andrew Luck, I don't think he played one game last year, is going to make twenty four point six million dollars. And 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 really, there's a lot of question marks still about Andrew Luck whether he will be able to play this season. And I just heard something um, um, today that they're going to be holding him out of, um, of training camp. He will only, he'll only uh, participate in one or two days a week of training camp. Now, if he's already having problems already, this, is, this will just be training camp. You know, we're not even talking about uh, um, practice and practicing for – a game. We're just talking about training camp, and so I know I can understand that um, that the Colts are taking it very slow with Andrew Luck. But have we seen a, a quarterback that have already seen his best days, and we have really only got a glimpse of him? Uh, we've seen more games of Andrew Luck in college than we've seen of him in the NFL. So hey, but he's still going to be paid twenty four point six million dollars. Drew Brees. Is climbing up on 40 years old, and he's going to make 25 million dollars. Matthew Stafford for um, the um, the Lions, Detroit Lions, he's going to make 27 million dollars. Derek Carr, uh, Oakland Raiders, well the the Vegas Raiders, he's going to make um, 25 million dollars. Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> Tom Brady's backup. All of his career, he comes to uh, the 49ers last year in a trade. Plays his very first season. He has a pretty good, pretty good year. But Jimmy Garoppolo, after one year of production, and this this contract was signed before he got to um, um before he got to the 49ers. But you know, maybe the 49ers are saying we're we're investing in. Bill Belichick's uh, tutelage, Tom Brady's uh, work ethic that they've instilled in Jimmy Garoppolo, and they think that that is going to be the ticket. So Jimmy Garoppolo is going to make $27.5 million. Hey, and a number one quarterback. And <laughs> it's hard to, hard to believe that Kirk Cousins is the number one quarterback. He hasn't won any championships. He hasn't won any um, AFC titles, NFC titles. He hasn't won. He hasn't won any divisions. But Kirk Cousins is the highest-paid quarterback in the league, and he's playing with his team. This team for the very first year, the Minnesota Vikings. Well, we all know the Minnesota Vikings was um, one game away from going to the Super Bowl. Playing for the Super Bowl, they played for the um, the uh, NFC Championship, but <clears throat> I don't know if Kirk Cousins is is worthy of um, twenty eight million. But who who would be who would be worthy of of twenty eight million? Um, hey, um, we got Tyrone on the line. What's going on, Tyrone? Tyrone, what's up? Josh, we got. Oh, all right. Sorry about that. Hey, um, but anyway, <clears throat> like I was saying, with these quarterbacks, they make so much money, and they really have to have players around them that to help them. And I really think Julio Jones should be the man that comes in and um and makes a difference. You know, not not that he'll make a difference. I think that Julio Jones should get paid this year. And I'm almost sure that um, that the Falcons, like I said, they're going to come to some kind of contract conclusion where some some incentives are going to be made for him, and uh, he'll be able to make that that 
extra two million or three million. And if he gets and if he gets greedy, hey, go for it, Julio. Tell him, tell him you you want to be the highest paid, um, the, the highest paid receiver in the league, and that would mean that he'd be making more than Antonio Brown, which I just don't think they're going. I don't think they're going to come up with that for him because Antonio Brown is deserving of that $17 million. But I think Julio Jones will come back and he'll probably come back with the, with the, um, with the, uh, probably get about 16.5 million. It'll be, be mostly incentive based. Uh, but before we get out of here for our first commercial break, um, you know, when we talk about, um, the U.S. Open, you know, this young man, Brooks Kipka, won the U.S. Open. And we always, when we think about golf and people playing golf, you always have a nice score when you have a minus in front of, in front of your scorecard. Well, this year's U.S. Open is kind of crazy, but it was not a minus in front of any other professional players that played in the U.S. Open this year. And Brooks Kipka, who won the U.S. Open, and Brooks is the um, the fourth-ranked player in the world, and he's an American, but Brooks had a score of plus one to win the U.S. Open in, um, in Shinnecock Hills, New York. And the second place uh, was came with the tenth best player in the world, and he had a plus two, and that was uh, Tommy Fleetwood. Well, the number one player in the world, Dustin Johnson, one of my favorite players. I really like to watch Dustin play. Um, Dustin was third with a plus three, and. You know, uh, Patrick Reed, who we've talked about on our show before, a guy I don't have a good relationship with his parents, couldn't even come to see him play in the in the um, in the Masters tournament, and they lived just an hour away from the where the where the tournament was played at in Georgia. Um, Patrick Reed is the eleventh ranked player in the world. Well, Patrick Reed, he had a plus four. Well. This is um, this is kind of interesting. In that same tournament that uh, Patrick Reed won, uh, Tony Finan was playing in a an almost like a, a charity event, uh, a nine hole tournament, a three hole tournament, or something. And Tony Finan was running backwards after he hit a hole in one and dislocated his ankle. Actually, put it back in. I couldn't even look at it. And he ended up um, playing that entire tournament. Well, Tony Tony Finan was Fifth in the um, U.S. Open, and Tony Finan. What that makes this whole thing interesting. He's a 31st ranked player in the world. Well, there are a lot of people complaining that the course was so very, very difficult that it made even the professionals look bad. And is this good or is this bad for golf? I'm not so sure. But hey, guys, when we come back after these messages, we'll talk about that and a whole lot more that's going on in the world of sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. 
If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Thunder chickens beware, we're coming for ya. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, it's all about the Spring Gobbler Smackdown, and our panel of pros are out for beards. Joining us is David Blanton of Bill Jordan's Realtree Outdoors and Monster Bucks, outdoor writer M.D. Johnson, and Pete Muller from the National Wild Turkey Federation. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Well, in this in this golf tournament, the um the US Open over the weekend in Shinnecock Hills, New York, um, some of the best players in the world put up some of the worst scores you'll ever see. And it was really, it was, it was, I don't, some people could say, some people might say it was very interesting to watch. And some people might say, wow, these guys can't be that bad. And this course really can't be that difficult. But I think it was, I think it was just a bit too difficult when you make the holes almost like when you get up to them and, seem like they just almost sway away from you. And then if you pass the hole, it just really just on a downhill, just rolling downhill so fast. It was unbelievable. It was, so I think they made this um, a little bit too difficult for the players, for the pros. Now, some would say, hey, man, come on. How could you make a golf course too difficult for the pros? Well, I'm going to read out a couple scores and some of the ranking of these players. And um, some players are like uh, Justin uh, Justin Rose. You know, Justin Rose is a third-ranked player in the um, in the world, and he shot a plus seven. You know, I mean that that's 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 crazy. You know, um, Zach Johnson. Uh, Zach Johnson was tied for twelfth in the event. He shot a plus eight. And, well, Zach is a 54th player in the world, but uh, I thought his ranking was a little higher than that. But these are the, th- these are, these are the things that was going on in this tournament. It was just it's, – it's crazy. Tiger Woods, who probably would have had a chance at, at doing something if he had just made the cut. Tiger Woods didn't make the cut in this event. He shot, I think, on a – on Friday, he shot a, a – he was at plus 10, and I think the cut was plus 8. Well, um, plus one won the event. Um, plus five got you uh, fifth place by yourself. It was um, four people tied for sixth place with a plus six. Two people tied for tenth place at um, plus seven. And... Um, I really, I, I always uh, like to see Ricky Fowler uh, play. He was tied for 20th and with a plus 11. And Ricky Fowler's up there. He's one of the eighth best players, uh, eighth ranked players in the world. But tied for 20th, uh, hey, what can what can you say when you um when when you know, and that that was just that was just a very, very, very tough, um, tough course to play. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna ever um, spend money to play at Shinnecock Hills in New York. 
it was just hard watching the pros play at that tournament. So I know it would be really hard for me to uh, even think about playing at a place like that. You know, um, Justin, um, Justin Thomas, you know, he's the second ranked player in the world. And he shot, he was tied for 25th and he shot a plus 12. Now this is, you know, the second ranked player in the world shot a, a, a plus 12. This is this is just I think I think this was the course was just designed to to be very difficult but I think I think they took it to another level I, I really do and uh and and it's kind of it's kind of hard to watch something like that because you know you expect the, you expect the pros to at least shoot under or even you know even would mean that they played good under would mean they played a little bit better than good. But when you see these guys and they're playing, you know, these are, these are professionals. We think of them as always shooting under and to see third place, Dustin Johnson, number one player in the world, shoot plus three for the whole weekend. That's a four day event. I think that was quite, it's, it's, ah. and what does that say about golf? What does that say about, uh, Shinnecock, are they, is this say, are they saying that they want their they wanted this course to be the toughest course in the world, or they wanted to show up the pros, or or they wanted to um they they wanted to get the make the pros look bad and say hey um, you guys think you're good let's see how good you really are and. It just didn't work out. It just didn't just didn't look good. It really didn't. And you know, Tiger Woods had his struggles in this event. And um, at one point, I saw it was raining and a lot of wind was going on. Um, you know, when you have a bad back, and I'm not making excuses for Tiger Woods, but when you have a, when you have a back injury, um, you really want conditions to be nice and warm and 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 good. You just don't want to, you don't want to be involved in cold weather. You just don't want to be, uh, and take it from someone with a little bit of experience with a bad back. You don't want, you don't, you really don't want to, um, you don't want to go through, um, any kind of cold weather and rain. And we don't want to be wet and cold with a bad back. And, um, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, um, has had a has had some back problems in in his history, so. But hey, I'm gonna leave that golf thing alone for a minute, and um, you know, Mexico on Sunday had a victory over Germany in the World Cup. One meal scored one goal, one goal, one goal, and <laughs> the country of Mexico got so excited. That they literally had an artificial earthquake. They had an artificial earthquake. Wow. You know, and um <laughs> so I'm I, I I could believe it because um I lived in Milan, Italy, and we had two Italian teams played in our in our city, and uh man, trust me, I really thought the building I, I lived in used to shake. When those teams played and uh, and a goal was scored, it was unbelievable. But hey, they saying that they had like a like a um, a five point four or something like that earthquake, and um, hey, that's that's incredible. And uh, I guess that's that shows really, really what that honestly shows is a love and a passion that people have for sports. And, it's, and, and if you think that we have a love and passion for American football in America, let me tell you something. Man, Europeans and people from around the world, they have a passion for what they call football, what we call soccer, that is unmatchable to what we have in America for our football. And we love our football. We love our college football, our high school football, our professional football. But let me tell you something. 
Man, these people love their football so much in Mexico. They made an artificial earthquake. They made the ground move. Can you believe this? I mean, they actually made the world shake, man. They made the world shake because they love their team so much. And I'm just saying, that's that's real, real serious passion there. And to beat Germany was like, you know, that's that is that is huge. You know, Germany is known for um, being one of the best um, soccer countries in the world. But Mexico uh, beat Germany in the World Cup. Um, so hey, they're gonna be hey, they're they're definitely gonna be a team to watch in this year's World Cup. If this team fans make the world shake and make the world move around a little bit. You know we gotta watch and keep an eye on them. So hey, Mexico, we got to, we got an eye on you. We got our eye on you, and I, 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 hey, I'm talking about in the world of sports. We got our eye on you, Mexico. That's what I'm talking about. You know, um, you know, John Gruden, the Raiders' new head coach. There's a lot of talk about what's gonna happen with um, how things gonna be different. Uh, in Oakland, how things going to be different with John Gruden. You know, he's coming back to coaching after um, being in a press box for like 10 years as an announcer. How are things going to be different? You know, um, is he going to be able to handle um, today's player? Um, Because he's been away from the game for a long time, man. You know, how how well is he going to get along with Marshawn Lynch? Will Marshawn Lynch even be a part of this team? So that's a, there are a lot of questions that a lot of people have a lot of questions that that, that have that are going to be answered this season with John Gruden. Is he going to be one of these guys that come back and say, "Hey, I can't do it. I thought I could, but I can't do it. I got to get out of here. I want to go back to the comfort of that air conditioned booth." You know, he's playing in a game in Green Bay, and it's cold and snow out there, and the Raiders getting whooped. Hey, I. Will he will he be able to handle it? That's going to be a big question for um, for the Raiders organization, and it's going to be interesting to see um, if he if he can handle it. You know, um, Baker Mayfield has already come out and said he's going to enjoy being tutored by Tyrod Taylor. Well, you know, if if they're already saying this, was that a good pick? Really? I mean, Cleveland, really? Was this a good pick if we're already saying that he's going to be the backup to Tyrod Taylor? No no disrespect to Tyrod Taylor. You know, took, took the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs for the first time in how many years? You know, no disrespect to Tyrod Taylor. And I really enjoy watching Tyrod Taylor play. He's a serious professional. He's an ultimate professional. He, you can tell he studies his playbooks. You can tell he, he uh, takes, takes care of his... Um, his game plan, he looks at it, he, he knows his stuff before he gets on the field. I really enjoy watching him play. He's elusive, doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. But um, I, don't, I don't see Baker Mayfield, I don't see Baker Mayfield actually being a good student for Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor is not going um, to get rid of, not, it's not going to be Baker Mayfield's um, Teacher, I'll say that. I, I I just don't see that. You know, Johnny Manziel came out once and said, you know, he he um not Johnny Manziel, uh, Brett Favre. He came out and said that he would not be the uh, the tutor for the Green Bay Packers' current quarterback. Um. So when we look at it, when we look at it, um. I don't see Tyrod Taylor being being his being his um I don't see by Tyrod Taylor being his teacher by no means. Not by no means. You know, there are some talks that Odell Beckham is actually looking for a new contract. You know? Come on now, Odell. You know, here's a guy that didn't didn't play hardly any any um last year because of injuries. And he says he wants a new contract. I just can't see it happening. I don't see it happening. So I, I that's that'll be interesting to um that'll be interesting to see what how that goes down. Uh, you know, and Odell Beckham, like, he is he deserving? 
probably so. Will this team take too many chances when on him? Probably not. And I can't see um I can, and I and I understand why. I, I really do. So he's 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 just injury prone. Um super player. But how can he how can he play if he's um you know how can he, how can we count on him? How can we count on him if if he's out, if he's not available? You know, and and most of the time we've seen that uh, he has not been available. Yeah, we got Red on the line. Red, what's going on? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Hey, man. Sorry, hey, sorry, I couldn't get with you a little early. Had a little computer glitch here, but I'm loving life. What's happening with you? What in the blue hell is going on, man? We're sitting up here talking about golf in depth. That was impressive, though, cousin. I mean, yeah, uh, I uh, your, 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 your in-depth analysis was, was pretty impressive on, on, on the golf. Hey, well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. You know, I try to follow all sports. You know, I really do. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sports fanatic. What can I say? You yeah, know, well, I, I, I like it. It's that time of year where we're... I mean, I mean, I watched some of the soccer, man. I watched Portugal and uh, Spain the other day. That's, that was, I mean, I like to watch any sport when it's played at a high level. You know what I mean? So I, I, right. I watched Portugal and Spain. How about that? Um, we talked a little bit about the Mexico game, the Mexico yeah, against Germany. Yeah, that one too. That was exciting. I mean, I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's not nothing. It's exciting. Cre- created an artificial earthquake, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. You know? I let you know some, they some serious fans about their sports, man. They they gonna create an earthquake. Come on, man. Yeah, that's all. I'm telling you, that was big. That's big, well, man. That's what's big. Going on in, uh, what's going on in Jaguars camp? What's the news in Jaguars camp? Well, you know the news in Jaguars camp, man, is that um they really expecting a lot um from you know the star running back from last year, and he appears to be uh, on the right track. So you know, I think the Jaguars are, are are close. You know, they didn't they and they and they're saying that um that they have a lot of stock in their quarterback more than a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah, well, a lot more them. than everybody. Else, they stuck you know? with them. A lot of people didn't expect that, but they stuck with. Yeah, them. yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, I mean, it's funny you say that because there's a, a lot of expectations from this running back that we just acquired. Hey man, how you doing? This running back that we just acquired, man, is looking for him to get 15, 20 touches a game. You got to have somebody at running back, man. You know, and uh, whether, whether this is the big news out of um, this is the big news out of Jacksonville. Jalen Ramsey says that the Jaguars should get Dez Bryant. That's yeah, that could be a gift and a curse, man. You know how that go, man. I mean, if you come in there balanced and want to play ball, I think just going to the Jaguars, you're going to have to humble himself. So I think I think he can fit in there. I think he can fit in there. You know? I think he can fit in there. I think he can, too. You know? Blake ain't the real deep ball throwing guy either, you know what I mean? So... Uh, I don't know. I think that can work. That can work. That can I work, think that man. can I mean, work. But you know, and, and you know, Jalen Ramsey, he's been kind of throwing his weight around a little bit in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. You know, he 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 has that. Because mm-hmm. he's yeah, kind of throwing his weight around the NFL. The stand out for Buccaneers OTAs man with uh, 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 OJ Howard. OJ OJ Howard lit up Buccaneers training camp, man. Him and that rookie running back that I'm talking about, Rojo, Ronald Jones. Two of them, you know, two of them lit up our. Uh, I mean, actually, actually, also the cornerback that they drafted, man from Auburn, Carlton Davis. He's a very impressive to... athlete. Very impressive athlete, man. You know, I'm 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 kind of hyped. I don't want to start frying chicken too early, man. And, and that defensive front, I don't even want to talk about it, man. You should have saw Jerry McCoy, man, get chewed out, man. Jameis Winston, 
Jameis Winston did the hard count practice one day at OTAs, and uh, Jerry McCord jumped offside. You remember Brinson Buckner? Yeah. Brinson Buckner's our defensive line coach now. Okay. Brinson Buckner lit Jerry McCord afire for jumping offside, man, on that hard count, man. He jumped on him like, like, yeah, I mean, he jumped on like he jumped on him like I mean he would anyone else. It was surprising to see who he was talking to. Nobody knew he was talking to right off the bat, but he was talking to Jeremy McCoy. You understand what I'm saying? These boys yeah. are being held accountable now up front. They got hey. too much talent to, to not to not perform, man. Let me ask you a question: How did uh, how did Jason Pierre Paul look? J.S.P.L. Paul did not show for eight, uh, OTAs. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. he did not show for OTAs. Coaches, coaches was all right with it. Whatever the reason is, coaches was all right with it. But he was all not right. there. But number 50 okay. was there. Number 50 was there. Big 350-pound tackle was there. Right next yeah. to Jeremy McCoy. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. And that's the thing, Fire. Bit of via. Vita Via. Okay. Vita Via. Yeah. Via. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah that, now, now he's Somebody a stop. He's, he's, oh, he's a, a run stopper for sure, man. Somebody oh, yeah. have to do with, with big number 50, man. I'm telling you. He is a big dude. Sort of pants. He is a big dude, man. Yeah, this guy's big, man. Yeah. Yeah, yep, so Jeremy yep. McCoy has no, absolutely no excuses this year to not have double-digit sacks this year. Somebody better come out of that uh, out of this season with double-digit sacks. That's all I know. Yeah, and they got your boy. Um, um, they got him locked in at the number one uh, right tackle already, huh? Who's that? Via uh, Via Vita. Yeah, yeah, Vita Via. He'll be starting next to Jeremy McCoy, man, with JP. Yeah, right beside and him, probably. Probably, probably Vinny Curry. The acquisition from the Super Bowl champ, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia, yeah, they got him at they got him at end. They got him yeah. at the starting at at the um, right DN. Exactly, but they still got young pass rushers like uh, Noah Spence and Will Goldston. You know what I mean? So the rotation is going to be it's going to be it's going to be something. Going to be something. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, hey, Tampa Bay, this is their time, man. You know, and you know how I feel about Tampa. This, this is their time, and they got to yeah. do it this year. They really they do. They're achieving, man. I mean, and, and that's my team, and, and I will tell it like it is, man. They are achieving. They got too much talent to not to not be performing, man. You know. Yeah, you right. Deep ball with Deshaun Jackson, though. Deep ball look real good with Deshaun Jackson. I mean, that, they look a little more. The, the chemistry seemed to be clicking a little bit between them. I mean, that's something that they didn't have last year. Deshaun and Winston was not on the same page last year a lot of times. So, I mean, they look they 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 they, they, they look better than they did. You know, it's still work to be done. But hey, uh, I I think Tampa Bay got right got the right tools. If you're saying they got a running back they can count on this year, that's one of the positions back, I think. That dude look good, uh, man. He look good uh, there a lot. Yeah. This is a, this good. is a young boy. This is a young guy from USC, right? Yes, sir. Ronald Jones. Okay. I, I expect him to look good. I really do. I think he'll have he a he'll, he'll, good, he'll, man. He runs a bit upright for my taste, but I mean that's something that can be coached. You know what I mean? He runs a bit. I mean, twenty three years old, huh? Now, when you're twenty three years old. That's his running style. You gotta have it. That's, yeah, that's his. I mean, he got. You know, he got. He got. He got to own that. Tiki Barber. No. Barber got coached out of fumbling the ball. I mean, how old was he? Well, that that's one thing. That's holding the ball. Tiki Barber. Tiki Barber is probably one of the only players we ever seen in the history that held the ball cross hand. He would hold one to his one hand cross his body, and the other hand would grab that hand and hold it in. So I'm saying he changed his whole whole style of carrying the ball. And we have never seen yeah. anybody else carry the ball like that. Um, so, no, you're right. But when you have yeah. a style of running, he runs upright. He runs kind of yeah. high. 
He's not very big. He was kind of high. He's not very you know, big. Earl he's Campbell like five, ran, ran like high, but we ain't sell him nothing, did we? Yeah, he's like six foot two ten. I know that ain't that is not very big in the NFL at running back, man. I mean, you know, yeah. but but hey, what's that running back for uh, New Orleans Saints, the young cat? Bob Kamara. Yeah, he runs high like that, but he's yeah. a much bigger guy. He's about two twenty five, two thirty. You know, is he? I think he is. Is he that uh, big? I think he is. Yeah, but um, I, we're gonna see what Ronald Ronald does, man. I think he's probably gonna be the, the number one running back before it's all over. You know, they drafted him. I think what second round? He's probably ten two fifteen. Yeah. Two fifteen. Five ten two fifteen. I always, yeah. I, I wish um I don't have a size on your boy here, but he, you know, he yeah he's five eleven two oh five. That's what we yeah. have him here. Mm-hmm. I think it's a possibility he could um he can you know he got to back and lift some weights. He got hey he got to do it right now you know and and yeah. don't be surprised if some rookie or somebody comes in and makes some good moves at running back for Tampa Bay. I really do. And I, I'm Yeah, well and, hey I'm, man, they still got Peyton Barber and another dude that a lot of people don't like, man, that know about uh, a little in depth about the Buccaneers is Charles Sims. Charles I like Sims Charles is a third Sims. down back man. Charles Sims got hands on the backfield and he fast too. I like Charles you know Sims. I, mean? I like Rogers. But I like him on third down, you know? Yeah. I like Jacquez Rogers. I really do. I just don't think he's an every down he's running not back. Jackie Rogers, yeah. He's not an every down running back. So I think between between the three of them, Sims, Ronald Jones, Jacquez Rogers. Got a pretty good um, stable, right? That's a good stable of running backs. That is. That is a good stable. The only thing is that none of them are stars. You understand what I'm saying? They they good that's a good stable. And it's yet to be it's the, the story is yet to be seen. With Ronald Jones right. now, you know right. we, he, he we don't know what his what his NFL career is going to be. Please, mm-hmm. you never know. Yeah. So hey, man, I, I I really um I think Tampa Bay is off to a good start. I I love the fact that uh, Jameis Winston has another year on this belt. Mike Mike Evans um didn't have an awesome season last year, but we know what he can do. Yeah. Exactly. Sean Jackson, so. him and him and Winston with another year under their belt, and Deshaun Jackson has to do some things this year too, though. You know, he's he's look almost it, running out got, of time, man. Look at man, I hear your keys jingling like it's time to go and everything. But listen, man, I gotta say, ask you this, man, before you get off me, get off right here, man. What in the hell is wrong with Kellen Winslow Jr., man? Oh, uh. I don't, I hope he ain't on that dope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what is wrong with Kellen Winslow Jr., oh, man? Oh, man. This is, that's, excuse me. This is not funny at all. And Kellen no, Winslow it really, Jr. It's really I not, think, man. But I'm I, talking I, I about, really man. Think. I read I read one of them women was like 86 years old, man. That's just shameful, man. That that really ain't a laughing matter, man. That's it ain't, like, it's not funny at all. And you know, and you know, he must really be dealing with some serious issues, man. To be talking about, um, you know, kidnapping women. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's crazy. Yeah, man, that that just blew me, man. When I read that, man, I mean, yeah, I, I ain't know what to say, man. Man, I'm telling you, man, it, it's crazy, you know. You know, so it's 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 really it's really sad because he's had some issues in his past too. For the last few years, he's gone down a a, um, a pretty rough road. You know, and yeah, man. I mean, and you know, and you know, you know the kind of backing that he has. You know, yeah, with his yeah. with his father. Exactly. I mean, he got a support system out of his world, man. I mean, and. <laughs> he too old for something like that, man. <laughs> he too old to be acting like that. Yeah, man. So the stuff he did, you know, he played, man, you can he blame it on him being guilty. young. 
You know, the stuff he did before, you can blame it on him being young. But this right here, nah, man. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, um, and, and when you see, um, you see these mug shots of him, they don't, they don't look very good either. You know, and, and the charges that he has too, man, um, uh, kidnapping, forcible rape. Yeah, you know, and 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 really, um, here's a young man that's um that's had it all for so long, and then you know maybe it comes a point in your life when when daddy said, hey, you know I ain't doing this for you no more, and maybe he just couldn't handle it, or maybe I don't know what's going on, and and it's yet to be seen, but I would hate to see him um, go to prison for the rest of his life for 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 something like this. For anything, you know, but if he did these crimes and, you know, in the movement that we're in right now, that uh, yeah, it's, it's, he's going to be held accountable, gonna, man. In time like yeah. this right here, right now, with what's happening. Yeah. Uh, you better yeah. be acting right, man. Yeah, you're right. You better be acting right. <laughs> you better be acting right. At work, wherever you at, you better be acting right, bro. Yeah, you better be acting right, bro. Everywhere you at. And then, you know, and, and I tell people all the time, you know, um, Kevin Winslow Jr. has not been involved in, in football in probably about 10 years. At least something like that. Yeah. No. But the first thing they say when they mention his name is going to be NFL, University of Miami. You know, and it's, and it's sad, but that's just the reality of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so... Oh man, yeah. and, uh, wow! So is you got to put him on the prayer man. list, man. You know? Yeah, yeah, put him on the prayer list, man. That's all we can do. Yeah, and uh, you know, I said one of the women was included. At eight was eighty-six years old, man. Eighty-six years old, man. Fifty something, fifty nine, and eighty six years old, man. That just made me just put my head down, man. I didn't even know what to say, man. When I read that, man, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, that's stupid. What is wrong? Yeah, one Why of the victims was uh, was fifty five. One was uh, fifty nine, and and one he burglarized a lady's house with intent to rape. She was seventy one years old. Gee, no name. Yeah, man. Ah, that's man, that's, yeah, that really, that really is kind of crazy. Hey, Red, we're going to have to get out of here, man. Thanks for calling, man. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night. Sports Center for com. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.